Good morning. This is Tom Dunlap from the Black Letter Podcast, and you're listening to our Monday Minutes. Let's get started. Today, we're going to talk about very briefly three major trademark decisions in the first half of 2020 that everyone should be aware of. First, my favorite was the Molson Coors versus Anheuser-Busch dispute. If you remember back in 2019, Anheuser-Busch advertised during the Super Bowl. They had a bunch of knights running around with swords looking for beer. And the whole point of the commercial was that Miller Lite and Coors Light were made using corn syrup, or at least that's what the commercial seemed to imply. So Molson Coors sued Anheuser-Busch for that Super Bowl commercial, saying that it's made from corn syrup, and that implied it contains corn syrup, but the finished product doesn't actually have corn syrup in it. Therefore, Anheuser-Busch should be liable, should be sued, and what they said was false advertising and a lie. The Supreme Court said Molson Coors brought the problem on itself because when it said that it chose the word ingredients, the word ingredients has several meanings, and therefore Molson Coors could not sue Anheuser-Busch and Anheuser-Busch with their very funny commercial running around talking about corn syrup, even though there's no corn syrup ultimately in the product the Coors Light product, Anheuser-Busch could get away with that. And the holding was that it wasn't false or misleading for a seller to say or imply of a business rival something that the rival says about itself. Two other decisions. One is Romag fasteners versus Fossil. And that's a big one. So the question there was whether or not there had to be a showing of willfulness. In that case, Fossil, which makes watches, had an agreement with a company called Romag to use fasteners. And those fasteners were made as OEM or original equipment by Romag, and it discovered after signing an agreement with Romag that Fossil was using counterfeit Romag fasteners, not the ones it had contracted to use, and therefore putting that Romag name on the fasteners was trademark infringement. Fossil said, we didn't know, it wasn't intentional, but the Supreme Court found you don't need to prove willfulness for an award of proceeds under the Lanham Act, Section 1125C which is a cause of action for trademark dilution. As long as you prove a violation of 1125A for the false and misleading use of a trademark, the statutory language has, quote, never required a showing of willfulness to win a defendant's profits. So in that case, it came out very well for Romag, and it was able to get the profits of Fossil for those uh, false and misleading use of the name. Finally, one that a lot of people have followed, Booking.com. And the question there, between the USPTO and Booking.com was whether or not Booking.com could use .com, Booking.com, seemingly a generic term, and get a trademark for it. And the USPTO said, no, Booking.com is generic. It can't have a trademark. And Booking.com said, "Uh, it's not generic. Consumers know who we are, and they don't view the term Booking.com just because there's a .com at the end of word booking as a generic product for online hotel reservation services. The Supreme Court agreed with Booking.com and the company was able to secure a landmark victory. That means we'll probably see a lot more online companies with .coms as part of their name apply for federal trademark protection. This is Tom Dunlap for your Monday Morning Minute and your Black Letter Podcast. Thanks for joining me. 